For the last four years, you came to this podcast to get your needs met, to be fulfilled, to get a pro wrestling, pop culture, and that oh so naughty feeling tingled inside with a little bit of grass sprinkled on top. Now it's time for your hosts, Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn. You are tuned in to the IndyCast. Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndyCast. Chad and Shelly Allen in a Allen Family After Dark episode. No official guest today. Uh, we're going to cover just a few things that are going on right now, both in wrestling and outside of it, because uh, we can. That's how it kind of works. Uh, it's our show. We can do what we want. So That's true. So... Uh, so we're going to cover a few of the things that are kind of going on out there right now. Uh, honey, anything you want to say to any, to, uh, to the dozens and dozens before we get started or anything you wanted to cover before I go down to my list here? Uh, way to put me on the spot <laughs> and nope. <laughs> okay. so. so, well, a few of the things that we've got going on right now, um, probably the biggest news that's coming out right now today, uh, CM Punk and Colt Cabana. Uh, were sued by uh, a one Dr. Uh, Aman and really kind of the WWE as a whole um, for uh, their part in Colt. Uh, right after CM Punk left WWE, he did Colt Cabana's podcast, um, The Art of Wrestling, where Punk basically on Thanksgiving Day about four years ago broke down exactly why he left the WWE and a bunch of his complaints because uh, he felt like he needed to let his side be out there for his fans because his fans were interested to know what happened. Um, he had a bunch of not nice things to say about the medical staff of the World Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, he talked about how certain things were let, you know, that uh, were let go that he has to have taken care of, and he had to use outside doctors to do so. Uh, how uh, they would just throw Z packs at everything. Uh, instead of actual care some days. And um, he did mention this doctor by name, I think, at least once. Uh, and that doctor basically sued for defamation of character, saying that CM Punk and Colt Cabana had uh, caused him suffering and harm. Now, mind you, the gentleman did not lose his job with the World Wrestling Entertainment, and he still works for WWE to this day. Um, there's been no change of pay. There's been no anything like that. Um so, but but he feels that with the fans uh, making starting to make fun of him for it because uh, people did start bringing signs and things like that, um, that that was hurting his uh, his good name. Uh, the court deliberated for I guess two hours and decided that wasn't the case that uh, they couldn't really prove where there was a loss. Was how the uh, the court kind of decided it, and found in the favor of uh, Phil Brooks, aka CM Punk, and I don't remember Colt Cabana's real name, so uh, just forgot it completely. Had it there for a second and then forgot it. So I'm sorry, uh, dozens. I'm sorry. No, he doesn't. They don't care. So, um, so the most important thing when you sue someone is not only that they've done something wrong or something to your character, but that you've had a loss or some kind of setback that is uh, documentable. 
So it's got to be it's got to be something that can be quantified. Right. And the problem is that he's just lost face. Like right. he's just mad because he's now the butt of jokes. Right. That isn't alone enough to win a suit. Just because That's I make proven. fun of you doesn't mean you necessarily have lost anything, which is what was found. Uh, this has just been a really long amount of time and wasted resources. If he didn't lose his job or any other clients due to what they said, then he, I don't know why he filed a suit in the first place, other than to just stick it to them. Uh, it seems kind of in poor taste in hindsight. Hey, sometimes you sometimes you weren't doing the right thing and you got called out for it. Hmm. You know? We, well, and part of what he's saying is, is though, is, is he didn't feel like he had ever necessarily done the wrong thing. That um, he had done the best he could to, to take care of, you know, Punk with what issues he said. He said that some of the things that he had mentioned on there that he wasn't aware was a, a thing or um, simply was basically kind of insinuating that Punk was making it up. That was, you know, kind of one of the things that, that kind of came out there was he felt like some of it was being made up. The problem was they also had a bunch of uh, subpoenaed uh, text conversations between him and AJ Lee and him and Colt Cabana and him and other people that talked about this, you know, uh, part of it was this like golf ball to baseball size lump that apparently he had that was somewhere near like his belt line down onto his butt. Um, that was apparently painful and he had has to supposedly it has to have it looked at and lanced and, you know, just kind of gotten rid of. And that never happened with the WWE doctors. Uh, so he ended up going to AJ Lee's doctor who's in down, somewhere down here in Florida. And they finally got it taken care of from there. And they even subpoenaed that doctor that, yeah, I did lance something. It may not be quite as big as what CM Punk sold it on the show, but it was something that needed to be taken care of. So. I think the problem is that being a doctor is still in the service industry. True. You're, what you believe to be a good or bad service is subjective. Right. There's always two sides to every situation. I might think that my last doctor was junk, but it doesn't matter. Like I got the care I got and you can't do much about it after the fact, you know, it's kind of like a restaurant critique. You can't really harm the messenger here. Right. Like, service was rendered. Two people have a, a vision of how that happened. Right. Who gave it and who got it. I think, you know, I was a hotel manager. I think all of our rooms were fantastic. But if you got the room with the non-working remote, you think I'm a horrible human being. You right. know what I mean? Like, so, unfortunately, someone's someone came out feeling like this wasn't the truth or, right. you know, but that, it's still, like, subjective. There's right. nowhere to go with that. True. Um, but good for them. That they won it. I'm, you know, I was rooting for them. Uh, I know Cole Cabana took a took a picture of, I guess, the suit he was wearing for the court case, nice. uh, laid out on his floor, and said, "I never want to wear this suit again." Um, I think he should auction it off for charity. 
or set the bitch on fire. That's just my uh, two options on that one. But um, always such violent options with but you. But congrats! Sorry, the first one I went through was auctioning it off for charity. How is that? I mean, how is yes, that violent? But it always <laughs> ends up like or just burn it. Like so, I don't know. But um, another thing, since we're on CM Punk here, a little off subject. CM Punk uh, is scheduled to this coming Sunday have his second uh, UFC fight uh, that will be on the UFC main card, though a lot of uh, MMA people are definitely poo-pooing him being on the main card, um, which they may not be wrong. He's got a you know a 0-1 and 0 record. Uh, the only person he's ever fought is Mickey Gall, which happened to also be on a main card, mostly due to the fact that he's CM Punk. Um, which he lost in two minutes and 14 seconds via submission. He's fighting a gentleman named Mike Jackson, who also is 0-1-0, and, and his only loss is to, uh, oh yeah, Mickey Gall, who they both uh, they both have fought. Um, any thoughts on how CM Punk might do in his second, and possibly if he doesn't win this, a lot of people pretty much agree, and probably will be his final fight in the, in the UFC. Well... I can only base it on other celebrities that come in, I I would say. Like, Brock came in, all of his fights were on main cards. Um, when they've had other celebrities come in and fight in the UFC, they fight on the main card. He can't help the fact that he already comes with some, some fame and infamy that they're going to try to, you know, pounce on. The problem is, I just don't think I, I just don't think he has trained enough yeah. or is good enough to be on the main card. That's really the the question that UFC fans have is uh, that that jabroni doesn't really have enough UFC time to be on on the card. But but my counterpoint is neither did any of the Ultimate Fighter guys, and they tend to get on their on main cards in some of their first fights. So you build off of what you got. Um, Guys with no names tend to be on undercards, but CM comes with a name and his own fan base. So you got to put him on where those people are going to be able to see him. Let me so let me kind of argue against the one comparison point that tends to get made for him, which you made, um, which is Brock. Um, so Brock Lesnar before coming into UFC uh, was a collegiate wrestling All American. Uh, was, I believe, a champion through high school, so through high school, through college, um, then transitioned over into the World Wrestling Entertainment, uh, pretty much had made it on to, almost made it on to the Minnesota Vikings without any actual uh, pro football time beforehand. So he had already kind of come in with a, quote, legitimate fighting background, whereas Punk has none. Punk has just been a pro wrestler. Um, and, you know, whether, God forbid, I would love to try to sell professional wrestling as a, you know, a legitimate sport and a legitimate fight competition, I, I can't in good conscience do that. It's a, it's a performance art. It's a show. We all know that. We know that things are scripted. I'm not saying he's not athletically gifted and athletically talented. Uh, and do I think he could be a great UFC fighter? Sure. Um, but I can kind of see the half of it of a lot of people who are saying that, you know, he could easily be on the Fox Sports 1 
undercard or something like that. He doesn't necessarily need to be on the main pay-per-view show, other than the fact that his name's going to sell some tickets. So, I mean, business-wise, I understand why he's on there, but fight-wise, I I can see why people have complaints about it as well. Sadly, I think he's going to probably get beat up again, and that'll probably be his last fight, uh, which actually could lead to a very interesting segue that I will move to from here. Uh, because I don't I don't know if you know about this news either. Um, have uh, we talked before? I don't know if we've talked on air. I know you and I've talked a little bit off air uh, about uh, the all in card. Do you know what the all in card is? I do not. All in. So um, there is a very famous wrestling writer named Dave Meltzer, uh, who is kind of the go to for all things wrestling journalism. Uh, somebody asked Dave online if he ever saw an independent company being able to sell a ten, sell out a 10,000-seat arena. Because um, that's on average tends to be the size of arenas that WWE usually will, will play. Right. Um, so, um, and Dave said that nobody outside of the WWE machine would probably be able to sell out a 10,000-seat arena uh, as an independent show in the United States. Um, Cody Rhodes kind of took exception to that and said, I see your bet. Uh, Give me and the Young Bucks, you know, enough time and an arena and we'll sell out a 10,000-seat arena, no problem. So they uh, put together this show called All In, where they're putting, they're financing this. uh, They're putting all their money in to try to make this happen. Well, they booked a 10,000-seat arena in the city of Chicago, which is a big wrestling town. Uh, announced a few talents, um, the, the ones you would expect, Cody, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, um, uh, Philip, uh, um, Stephen Amell from mm-hmm. Arrow is kind of their big celebrity-ish, uh, who's just buddies with Cody. I was, uh, and has say, done, I was like, aren't they just friends? And, has done, and he's done wrestling stuff with them before. Yeah. Um, but they've announced a, a few really, um, uh, Okada. Uh, the um, New Japan World Champion is going to be wrestling. So they've announced some some big-name independent talent on this show. Well, um, interestingly enough, in 30 minutes of the day the tickets went on sale, they sold out all 10,000 seats. Uh, well, right a little before that time frame, they had announced that at the Pro Wrestling Tea Store, also in Chicago, that for that all-in weekend, they announced an autograph signing for CM Punk, who has not done a wrestling thing in, you know, four-plus years. Um, And now the question becomes, is CM Punk signed to be all-in? Now, they haven't announced him as wrestling. They've only been announced him for an autograph signing, and that's been the extent of it. Nobody's... There's been some hinting and some teasing that Punk might wrestle. The latest rumor that I've heard is that Punk might wrestle uh, Kenny Omega, which would be uh, a wrestling fan's wet dream. I was going to say, I could see you get, like, shivers just then. Like, ooh, that would be so exciting. I I have a stiffy, I won't lie. Yeah. So, um, but, so, now that you've kind of got that backstory, um, do you think he will, or... Do you think he even can, because of his UFC contract, could CM Punk be all in? Uh, I mean, as a wrestling fan, I think we all want to see that, right? We all want CM Punk to wrestle again. Because generally, when our wrestlers leave early, 
we're, we're filled with a sense of longing, you know? There's a lot of Edge fans who really want him back, uh, and he gets to laugh in their face. You know what I mean? So... Well, the, see, the difference, though, between CM Punk and Edge, though, is Edge got... I mean, Edge's neck is a stack of dimes now. Right. So. He can easily say, I cannot wrestle. It's bad. You know, I'm hurt. Right. But none of us really take that as enough. Do you know what I mean? So we want to see it. Then we start calling out coincidences. Apparently, can, I can't say you that can word. say that again. Yeah. Coincidences. Uh, can it just be luck that he's in a big city like Chicago in the same weekend? Yes. Could it be happening? Possibly. Do I think Dana would be the person who knows the answer to this question? Mm -hmm. Yes. He knows what kind of contract he signed CM Punk to. Can CM Punk wrestle? Only if that contract says so. Right. You know, so he he's had this problem before in wanting to be somewhere else and having a contract that said he couldn't. So I think he's going to toe the line. So whatever his contract says is what he'll be doing that weekend. Right. If his contract says, I can't wrestle, then that's not what he's doing. Right. Um, would I get a super big, awesome stiffy if he went to the All In show? Yeah, that'd be awesome as wrestling fans. There's a lot of awesome things that we wish for that don't necessarily come true just because two things look like they're aligning. Right. I I'm not going to hold my breath on that one. I have to say, as a business person... It doesn't behoove Dana to let him out of his contract until the time he, he designates. So why would his contract have a significantly big loophole that says you could go do another thing that could physically harm you when you're under contract for me? That seems unlikely. But, okay, but, so, let me, so let me balance this out a little bit then. Um, because obviously Dana White, as far as I'm aware, still has Conor McGregor under a contract and let him do... This, you know, the most recent, you know, mega fight, boxing match, whatever, uh, against Floyd Mayweather, because it because it behooved him to do so. He made money off of it. Well, sure. obviously, the Bucks and the like are are already because they've sold out the arena. You know, the arena's booked to the to the to the rafters. You know, minus whatever, like when they start to put the ring up and things like that. If they might get some more tickets available and the like, they're going to sell those tickets out. Let's not be crazy. Um, so we, we've already got income flowing in on this one, not including, you know, if they decide to pay per view it, whatever other things they're going to do. Could you know, you know, could the UFC be convinced to let him be on that show because? Like we've talked about, even if, not, he, even if he wins this fight, you know, that he's got coming up in four days, he's only one and one in the UFC, and he's not beyond, like, opening match of the, you know, of the actual pay-per-view. That's, I mean, he's not main eventing a pay-per-view anytime soon. Um, we're, we're not talking about money in the same kind of context. That's like talking about our bank account in comparison to Vince McMahon's. Like... A Floyd may may oh, excuse me Floyd's fight. We are talking about zeros that me and you can't conceptualize. True, true. That kind of money for Dana is like, yeah, in the same field of play that they already work in. Right. Boxing isn't a leap 
from UFC. That's a discipline in mixed martial arts. Mixed martial arts isn't a discipline in, in professional wrestling. These things aren't similar. I would okay. uh, I would align this with like a, another professional athlete. Basketball players can't go and bungee jump. Right. Football players aren't supposed to go play baseball. Do you know what I mean? Right. There's a reason that they don't want prime athletes to go do something else dangerous with their body on their off time. The same would apply. So there I can't I can't believe that that Dana would be like, "Yeah, let's go let me go let you go for that and we're not talking about equivalent money." So yes, it behooved him to have to have his top talent do a boxing match. That's in the same idea. Right. And oh, that's a lot of money. <laughs> so well, this here, is not. Well, here, let's balance this out a little. Let me let me do this in, you know, kind of a comparison point then. Because, like, you you had mentioned, you know, our bank account versus Vince McMahon's bank account, which are worlds different, obviously. <laughs> um, so I think we can both agree that as it comes to UFC, Conor McGregor is probably the biggest name in UFC right now. He is the... He's the, the guy. He is the John Cena. He is the Roman Reigns of UFC. Yes, if that guy also spouted off all the time. Right. Then yes. Yeah. I'm not talking attitude-wise. I'm just talking, like, star-level-wise. Conor McGregor, probably the it factor for UFC right now. Everybody, anybody that's kind of even... You've got people that aren't even necessarily following UFC who know who Conor McGregor is. And he's bringing in billion, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, probably, every time he fights. Um so let's say for just for numbers sake, he brings in $10 million when he fights. If somehow, thanks to t-shirt sales or whatever else have you or whatever agreement they make, the all in show can get CM Punk to somehow make the UFC a million dollars. Now, again, I'm put, making huge numbers there, but just for comparison's sake. Now, CM Punk falls much lower on the card, doesn't make nearly as much money. For a decent payday to the UFC for getting him on the show and, you know, getting him through the contract, for ultimately, much like my belief with the Mayweather fight, a a minimal chance of serious injury. I don't think there was ever really belief that there was going to be serious injury done to Conor McGregor in that fight, whereas CM Punk... By you know, by everybody's admission, is probably one of the best wrestlers in the world at the time frame of when he left, and was for quite a while. <clears throat> that there's a minimal chance that he could possibly get hurt. At the, I mean, there's still a chance, obviously, but there's less of a chance that he's going to get hurt on the All In show. Do you take the gamble on him getting hurt for ultimately a guy that's not that big of a deal? To make a decent, make some decent change off of him by by letting him go to this other show. Only if you're going to let him out of his contract. Like, there's no, there's less of an upswing for him if he's going to stay in the UFC to have him go do a wrestling match. Do you see what I mean? There's less, there's less excitement. But for so, Dana to build on, right. if he goes and does something else and is successful there, but wasn't successful on your cards, the, the, then you can't keep him. 
that that would make the UFC's fans cry out louder. Right. Because then he can't then put him on another main card. Right. He can't but, do that. But could he? Because you're because you're sending him back over to rebuild his name again. Because no. if you send him over to if you send him over to All In, where wrestling fans are then going to get super excited about, oh my God, CM Punk's doing a wrestling show. Does that then gain or, gain more interest? Not only are you making money off of him off of that for letting him go do this one thing out of contract, but then if you bring him back for another fight, which again I think he's going to lose, and I don't think he will. So this, you know, could just be the excuse to bring, you know, to start to bring him back into wrestling. Right. But if he, if he, let's say he does win, then you send him to go do the all in show and then you bring him back with all this like that underground so, hype. That is a utopian feel. That's a utopian wish and a, in a non utopian world. Sure. Like that's like all the things perfectly aligned of course. to do that. Yeah, no, that's not how business and people make decisions, though. I can't make decisions in, in a in a win-win column situation. I have to make decisions based on if all I, things don't go well, how do I keep making money? But the thing is... So, like, that doesn't make... That's not beneficial to him as a business... Look, man, Dana's a businessman. For all... Into, him and Vince put on a show. They have to put on people that their audience is going to bolster. UFC fans have now proven... They're not going to bolster him if he's not winning at UFC. I agree. Like, so it but, doesn't matter to the UFC fan if he won in a wrestling show they didn't watch. But I mean, somewhere it, in a, you know what I mean, in Chicago. But to use that never will get to them. To use Brock as an example, though, Vince definitely sent Brock back under WWE contract to do a UFC fight. He did, but yeah. he's winning. He's winning in both places. Now he's winning in both places. Do you see what I mean? That's a bet but if, but if that Brock, they could make. But if Brock got rocked, then he then? then Dana gets to drop him, and he could go back to the to the WWE because there he's already hype. But he doesn't have that fallback plan. CM Punk doesn't have a fallback plan. What if he loses and loses again? Because again, it's scripted. So. So what if that happens? Then no one wins as a businessman, and no one um, makes that bet. I think in wrestling terms, at least, especially if it's Kenny Omega, even if CM Punk were to come back and lose, I think I think just by the fact that he even set a toe into a wrestling ring, only that CM that CM Punk wins only but only benefits wrestling fans. True, UFC fans oh. wouldn't see that. They're like, that's another loss. CM Punk's a punk. Like so. that's what they'll see. Because they see their sport in a different light, but I think it's a win loss sport. But I think so, a lot of people, I think a lot of UFC fans, even if he went back and won, would be like, "Yeah, great, he went back to the." And I can hear it now that he went back to the fake sport. Of course, he won. Exactly. So then, so, I, that, so then that's really a lose lose on that instance, no matter what. Yeah. So, okay. Do you see what I mean? So like, Dana has to do what's going to be best for his sport and his guy. To him, it doesn't it doesn't behoove him to have him go back and do wrestling, unless he's dropping him. He's like, hey, if if we see all the writing on the wall that CM Punk's not going to make it here, then no matter what I do, I'm not going to put him over. Then yeah, cut my losses and so, let him roll. So if he so if CM Punk loses this Sunday because it is this coming Sunday yes. that this match is happening, um, do you think a loss at UFC puts the writing on the wall that we may actually see him show up at all in? Maybe that would be that would be a better indicator 
that that coincidence was planned so that if I lose here, I have an exit have strategy. strategy. Yeah. Okay. That to me is a more, more of a smoke signal so than if, what's happening right now. So if he wins the UFC and it looks like, okay, well maybe there's a chance for another fight, that autograph signing just stays an autograph signing. It's just an autograph signing. Okay. Yeah. And then they can always say, well, I never said I was wrestling, exactly. which would be a hundred percent true. So, okay. So, um, other things to to briefly cover the uh, are some of our favorite tag teams, the Gymnasty Boys, um, have been on quite a roll. They are currently now holding four different companies' uh, world tag team champions, uh, and they don't look like they're going to stop collecting belts anytime soon. Um, is this an interesting time to say? And there's a lot of amazing tag teams on the independent scene right now. Are the Gymnasty Boys the best tag team on the independent scene? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm down. Calm down. What? The Gymnasty Boys have the best wrestling hustle I have ever seen. Ever seen. It is amazing the amount of places they'll go and the amount of work they'll put in. They are a great tag team for what they do. But the best? Ooh, I mean, like, like the, talent. The best, the like, best, the, best wrestler. But what are we got, asking here? Like, they've, they, uh, well, are they see, the best see, show in town? See I the, mean, right now, they might be. Uh, but no, but no, no one's going. The Gymnasty Boys are the best wrestlers. That's that's that doesn't make sense. But let's so let's let's stop. And what are you considering as the best wrestler when you when you hear that what are, what are you thinking what what are your criteria that's in your head because i'm what i'm gonna sell why i think they are but so so i'm a sports girl right right we've we have we have duly noted on the show you know when we do things like brackets and no one else knows what i'm talking about in the actual sports context uh that i am a big sports fan right the best the mvp the most valuable players available are the guys that whoop behind, who kick down doors, who beat people up. The gymnasty boys put their butts in people's faces and win. Like, we're not talking. If you asked me if they were the best comedy duo of all wrestling, I'd be like, yes. If they were the best dancers, yes. If they make me laugh at every show, yes. Do they deserve four titles? Sure, why not? Are they the best? Stop it. For real? Uh, so I'm uh, pretty sure we just on this show mentioned a tag team on the independent scene that is considerably hands down better wrestlers. Now, but hold so okay, so I'm gonna pause on that yeah. because you're you're bringing up the young bucks, obviously. Yeah. Can the Young Bucks officially be considered because they are signed with the Ring of Honor and signed with New Japan and, you know, obviously are kind of their own independent machine uh, unto themselves? Can you truly consider them because of, you know, because of all the hot topic things that are going on with them? They have their T-shirts and hot topics. They've got uh, pop vinyls coming out real soon. Can we truly consider them 
a part of the independent scene. Oh, I think whoa, they're. Ta- I think what? they are currently bigger. Are they? I think. I think the Young Bucks are bigger than being called. I think they're bigger than the independent scene right now. I think. Oh, okay. That's I think they separate, have to be defined in a whole other. That's a category separate that. issue. I feel like that's a separate issue. You asked me independent, which means not on Vince's show. Okay. Right? Are they on Vince's show? No. 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 They are not. So if they're not on Vince's show, then that by definition means I am an okay. independent. And don't be mad because my hustle's better than your hustle. Okay. Like my hustle got in hot topic and yours hasn't yet. We'll we'll get better. Be better. Okay, that's what the young bucks would say. Hmm. Be better. We're better. Stop it. Let's stop playing. I could list maybe 10 other tag teams that are better wrestlers than than the Nasty Boys. I, the Gymnasty Boys are super fun. Super fun. Even the Ugly Ducklings are better wrestlers. Stop it. Stop. I mean, really? Okay. No. Stop it. See, I... I, I can't even with you. And I think... Um... I I take the young bucks out of it personally, because I feel like with two major companies, independent on their, companies on their on their backs, that it's it's sure. hard it's hard to put them on the same classification as the. And I'm not saying they're not out there grinding and the like, but they're just what they do is on such a different level now of everybody else that it's hard to compare to the like the young bucks versus the rest of the independent scene is even if you took the young bucks out i got nine other wrestler <laughs> wrestling duos that i think would be better and, and but, than here, the but here's why and here's where i'm going to give the gymnasties credit on this one and like i said we could debate this for hours and days i'm sure um and, and like i said there are just dozens of amazing tag teams out there right now like you said the ducklings uh the carnies uh the hooligans uh, the uh, when they the Viking War Party team up the War Parties. Amazing. So you're answering my question um, for me, sir. You're answering nope, but the I, question I think in my... at, at this moment today, right now, I think the Gymnasty Boys are just that little bit above all the others because I think of of the the work they put in, the grind they put in, the the. Uh, work they put into character, the work they put in, and, and you know what? A, a lot of people, and you, you're not taking them fully seriously as it comes to their ring game. Timmy Lou Retton is an amazing wrestler, and White Mike. You know, a lot of people obviously just see like you know the Sultan of Stank. The you know they see the gimmick portion of it. If you truly sit down and watch a White Mike match, he's pretty damn. He's pretty There's damn good. Wrong. Being number ten or eleven, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying. With, with I'm the, just saying. With let's the team stop pretending that they're like number one. Like I think. I think right I now with the, with a team that's doing the grind that they are, uh, and putting together what they're doing to, because if you ask, you know, if you mentioned the Gymnasty Boys even a year ago, like people would have laughed at the idea of them holding four tag team titles at the same time. They're doing it now, and I don't think any of the other ten teams, you know, the other nine teams you'd list on that top ten are holding that many belts at the moment. Now, the hooligans have done it before, but I don't think right now they are. I, I think you're making, you are making this argument easy for me. You are enlisting people who have done the same thing or people who are in right. Hot Topic with their merch. Right. Then obviously their shit's over better. <laughs> Let's stop with, no! 
Shut it down. I, this is like LeBron and every other basketball player, right? What are you talking about right now? It just, no. So, I, I can't even. Can't even. I'm, I'm not even so, listening to you now. Okay, so... Uh, we'll go briefly off subject here to kind of close the show up. Uh, we both got to see, um, Infinity War recently. We did. Uh, what's your quick, uh, 10 second review of Infinity War? Uh, the best Marvel movie. Boom. Done. We're done. They, this is a wonderful culmination of 20 years. 10. Of- Ten years of movie making. Twenty movies. Yes. It's over uh, twenty movies, but ten, yeah, ten years. Ten years in the, this is a ten years of, of uh, Marvel Studios starting with Iron Man 1. So, so this is a wonderful buildup, and it crescendoed perfectly. Without really giving anything away, you can't be in a superhero movie that makes you laugh, cry... Question your the situation, be completely fooled by the twist, and still be on board. Like, all of it. And it was super fast-paced, so it wasn't, like, any slow, boring moments while still having great character development. Boom. They dropped it. They were like, DC what? It smashed any DC movie. You could roll all the good ones together, and it wouldn't have... It wouldn't have even... Been in the same arena with this movie. It's okay. so good. Uh, I do think it's the best Marvel movie so far. Uh, the only reason I put the so far caveat on it is because obviously we have to hit the you know the coup de gras with this uh, with this overall arc, uh, and I'm going to hold the best ever uh, for right now as my caveat until I see how they end it. Obviously, in the next movie that comes out, I believe next year. So. Uh, yes. Very excited for that. Uh, thoughts on uh, Deadpool two? We saw that as well. Uh, I'm glad that they didn't drop Deadpool two on the same week because uh, it would have been smashed that by been Infinity a bad idea. Wars. Yeah. yeah, it was a really good sequel. Um, I can't say it was better, but it was it was darn good. Okay, it's very impressive to have a second movie in a, a franchise you know that's building at least three. Right. To not have one that have that be a letdown. Um there's only a few in history where the second movie was like, nah man, that was really good. Right. Um so it it was great. Okay. I, I just thought it was it was well done. It was funny. Sometimes they um I have a friend who had pointed out the fourth wall breaks were a little much. Right. Like, oh, he's really talking to us pretty much the whole movie. Right. So that's a little annoying because they did it a little too much. Okay. Um, but other than that, I have to say, I thought it was pretty well done. Okay. Some of the jokes were a little, like, I'm throwing them in there too fast. Like, there's too many and there wasn't enough breath in between them. Right. So, like, so those would be my two kind of critiques of the movie. Um, what, what would you say? Uh, I thought it was really good. I've I've seen a lot of people that have said that the second one's better than the first one. I don't know if I agree with that, but I've only gotten to see the second one one time. I think over, you know, another viewing or so, I might change my mind on that one. Um, but I think it was a very worthy sequel of the first one. 
I didn't feel let down by it at all, which obviously a lot of sequels, you can definitely get that let down feeling for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel that in the least. So, I, And I'm very excited because they're obviously setting up to make a third. They're setting up to make an X-Force movie. Right. They're setting up to do a lot of other things based off of this. So I'm, I am thoroughly for that. Um, last thing we'll cover here real quick, obviously because we've seen a lot of movies, we've seen a lot of previews. Yeah. Um, of the preview movies, what are your top, like, one or two that you are going to just, you have to go see as soon as they come out in the theaters? Well, I know that we both know how important the band Queen is mm-hmm. to me and also to us. Right. Um, as a relationship, like, the first mixtape that Chad gave me was a, a Queen album because he knew how much I loved them. Um, I have it on vinyl because I'm such a hipster. So it's great. That movie. Hmm? Yeah. We do? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. You just bought that apparently. <laughs> I did. How have, we, how have we not been blaring that in the house since it came in? That's awesome. Okay. You work and I don't. I, yeah, yeah. touche. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so... I would say that the Queen movie, super important to me. The preview for it, epic. I think it builds well. I, I can't wait for that. Um, okay. I am also a big fan of Ant-Man. Okay. And so I'm pretty excited to see Ant-Man and Wasp. Um, so yeah, so those are the two that I'm kind of really excited about. You know what I'm most excited about here is the fact that you and me are actually not going to have the same two movies. I had a big fear that was going to be the case. Oh. Um, so for my two of the previews that I've seen, um, first uh, one that I'm super excited and I'm going to have to be there opening day uh, is a movie called The Happy Land Murders. Okay. Um, which is basically uh, a comedic murder mystery done with... Uh, very Sesame Street, uh, you know, Jim Henson Muppet-looking puppets. These are clearly um, Avenue Q. Very like Avenue pu- Q. Puppets. Well, which is based off of a Jim Henson and Sesame Street, so it all falls back into the same vein there. I just want people um, to know right away that is a very adult puppet oh, situation. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yeah, go watch the preview. Don't have your kids in the yeah, room for like, it. this is not Yeah, not a kids, kids movie. Yeah. To quote, to quote um, wrestling company Hood Slam, uh, whenever they have a show, 20 went over, don't bring your fucking kid. Yeah. That's, uh, that says it directly on their posters. <laughs> um, and I bet you some jackass still brings their kids to it, and I think that's hysterical. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but that one looks amazing. And then the other one, and I had to kind of reconfirm the name on it, uh, but just to make sure I was giving it, but they have one called Sorry to Bother You, um, which is about a gentleman who takes a job in a call center. Yes. Um, and that looks... Like nothing I've ever seen before. It looks absolutely hysterical. Uh, and I'm super excited to, to see that one. Those are the two that really kind of jumped out at me. Now, there are also some some classic, like, geek movies coming out this of coming year. So, so the next extension in um, the prequel Harry Potter yes. movies are coming out. Um, so obviously the, next the, the Fantastic Beast series, exactly, yep, 100%. That is a huge deal for me. I think it has some really great character development happening in the next movie. Like, I actually think that might be a bigger deal for me since Newt, you know, Scarmander, who's the main lead uh, character of that movie, is a Hufflepuff. So, oh, calm down. It's really all about Grindelwald, who's a great Slytherin. Okay, so <laughs> calm down. 
Spoiler alert, Hufflepuff's probably going to win in the end. Just letting you know. Uh, look, the fluffy, happy bunny stuff always gets Badger. kids. Badger. I happy. Honey badger. Ugh, whatever. Badgers don't give a fuck. Snakes don't give a look fuck at, about your honey badger. Honey badger eating, exactly eating that fucking snake. Ew. Look, let's be for real. Up until the minute Harry wins, Voldemort's kicking his behind. <laughs> okay? Slytherins are kicking behind up until that moment. I, I, whatever. <laughs> uh, what other geek things are coming out? Incredibles 2 is coming out. That's true. Uh, very excited about that. Um... Wreck-It Ralph 2 is coming out. Uh, I it's, need to sit down and watch the preview for that. Um, which is I've heard really a lot of good. good. It was but really I'm good. Definitely, I would need the preview to be excited. Uh, okay. I have seen a few pictures of the scene with all the princesses in it, which will uh, make our kids very happy. Very because, ecstatic. Uh, that puts all the princesses in one room together. They're not going to know what to do with their... their Little princess hearts. I don't know what you're talking about. They are, They sleep in rooms that have all of the princesses so everywhere. True. Like it's princesses threw up in our house. That's what happened. Yeah, that's that's not wrong. Yeah. So so uh, yes, all of those are are great movies. I'm looking super forward to. It's it's a blockbuster year kind of for movies for us. So it's really exciting that we've had so much good, you know, superhero DC yeah. Marvel. Kind of uh, competition. No, the geeks are taking over. What it's, can I say? It's a it's a pretty clean sweep of cool stuff that way. I'm probably going to drag someone to that that super awesome uh, basketball movie that's coming out. Um, it's about old guys getting back on the court. That movie looks Shaquille O'Neal and stuff in it. You should be you should be ashamed of yourself for no wanting to see no. That. We're going to totally go see it. There like, should be there is shame there. No, none. I feel none. Are, if they could sneak a snakes on this motherfucking plane reference into that movie, I will by far roll on the floor laughing. Like, it'll be great. And I'm sorry for whoever has to go with me to go see it. Uh, it's going to happen for you, though. And Mission Impossible. Oh, And Mission Impossible is also coming back out. Uh, Chad will have an equally... Dumb soundboard moment for that, but Don't care it about looks that really movie good. In the least. I'm excited to see uh, Ethan Case go rogue a little bit on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that. So, good times for me. Fuck Tom Cruise. So, what? His midget little what? ass. Fuck Tom Cruise. I know you didn't. I know you didn't. I did right here, right wow. now. Here's my stand right now. Fuck Tom Cruise. You are a pretty boy hater. Hashtag. Just a hater. Not true. Ryan Reynolds. Ooh. Ryan Reynolds. Goddamn dreamy. Love Ryan Reynolds and everything he does. Tom Cruise. Hashtag fuck Tom Cruise. You are such a Zach, hater. Second Luna. Why is this not on a shirt? Hashtag fuck Tom Cruise. So I'm, I'm so sorry. Dozens of dozens. Fuck that Chad him, has, fuck him, fuck him, fuck him, fuck has him, pooed fuck on him. a legendary fuck him, fuck actor. Fuck, him, fuck Just... Tom Cruise. Fuck him, fuck him, fuck I'm, him. I'm, I, fuck I, I don't know what to do with you. Fuck him, fuck him, fuck him, fuck him. Fuck Tom Cruise. Anything else you want to talk about, honey, before oh, we... Uh... Man. <laughs> I mean, I, I, can't, I can't possibly talk about anything in the same room with so much haterade. It's just, oh, I'm just drowning. I'm drowning. <laughs> I'm just so much pretty boy hate. I don't know what to say to you. The good news is it's Haterade H2, so it's the, uh, it's the low-cal. It's, it's the, the low-cal uh, It's the low-sugar kind. Yeah, so. thanks. 
I'll put that no, right next no, to my gluten-free vodka. Not a lot of not a lot of sweetness involved in this one here. Just, yeah, just salty McSalty. Just, yep, a little yeah. salty. Yeah, that's little, all that's happening here. Would you like some salty. tequila and sour mix for that? Salty like my love. Oh. So. Well, on that note, we should probably <laughs> wrap this show up, sir. <laughs> so, uh, to uh, briefly get our shit in, uh, please make sure to uh, go to fullygimmick.com. Uh, to find all of your merchandise needs. Actually, fully gimmicked announcement, fully gimmicked wrestling nerd radio network announcement, I do believe going up very soon uh, will be the Nerd Pride shirt, uh, which is the, uh, you'll get, you guys will get to see this very soon. You've uh, seen our wrestling nerd radio network logo, I'm sure, the uh, our nerdy mask guy. Well, we've uh, rainbowed up his mask for him uh, for Pride Month. Because we are all big supporters of the uh, LGBTQ uh, Q community. There's um, an A at the end now. There is an A at the end now. You are correct. So I apologize for that. Um, and uh, it does look like that uh, all proceeds, all funds that are made by uh, this shirt uh, being purchased, uh, I believe we officially decided was going to the uh, One Pulse nice. um, uh, charity. So this very will be important a, to me personally. Yes. So. Yes. Uh, everyone go out and buy an awesome... Buy a dozen of them. Yes. We love yeah. you and thank you so much. So look for that. Um, PhilSingerGames.com. Zach will probably slap the commercial on at the end of this, so I won't go too deep into that one, but go buy stuff from Phil Singer Games. Woo! Uh, follow, uh, spread the word of the wrestling nerds. If you are not already subscribed to us, either on uh, iTunes or on SoundCloud or on whatever you're listening uh, to this on right now, please click that subscribe button. Please go review us on yes. SoundCloud and on iTunes. Uh, we'd love your reviews. We'd love to hear how you're doing. And don't hesitate to message us if you've got something you'd like us to talk about, uh, somebody you'd like to hear on the show, anything like that, please do so on any of our social media. We're real easy to find on pretty much every platform in the world at IndyCast, I-N-D-Y-K-A-S-T. Let us know what you are thinking. Uh, until, uh, so with all of that said, yes. until next time, everybody, uh, I am, as always, Coculus Maximus. I am Booby Fett. And as we always say, everybody, deuces. Greetings, everybody. Chad Allen here from the IndyCast. Uh, well, I guess, obviously, they're listening to the show. Uh, here to talk to you about Phil Singer Games. Uh, I know you've probably heard us talk about it uh, before if you're a listener of the episode, but if you're not, Phil Singer Games for over 30 years has been the top wrestling card and dice role-playing style game that's on the market right now. An absolute blast to play uh, if you play the Champions of the Galaxy version, where you can pretend to be one of the many stars from the future and battle them out, to legends of uh, today from here on Earth with guys like Andre the Giant and the Road Warriors, or to the most recent independent up-and-comers, you can play any single one of them, or you can even play them against each other. It gives you the chance to have those dream matches you never thought you wanted to see until right this moment. And you can find out all about it on philsingergames.com. There are hundreds of wrestlers to choose from. Tell them the IndyCast sent you. Go to philsingergames.com. Just shove it in my face. I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. <laughs> it's that dirty ass Meryl Street. We Did are. You? We're touching wieners. Not touching wieners you. professionally. What I am is a big, queer, stone cold Steve Austin. So, hey, Zach Romero. I bet you didn't know this. This is supposed to be a wrestling podcast. Oh, is it? Oh, <laughs> be oh my.